630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Hey, Reed, the Oilers finally have the right guy as general manager. Ken Holland's record speaks for itself. 25 years making the playoffs. He didn't do that with smoke and mirrors. Stick to the plan. 780-496-0063 is how you can call or text. Get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I believe Twitter is working again. I, I believe, I, I guess there was something this afternoon that if you have a verified Twitter account, which is one with a little blue check mark, you couldn't tweet. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure if most people even care, but uh, I, I've read that's what happened. I, I usually, I, I tweet a little bit. I tweet some updates uh, for more of those practices usually, and we're back to having those, and I usually tweet what's coming up on the show. And uh, other than that, I don't tweet too much, but I try to send out a tweet before the show started and I couldn't do it. Uh, but I was able to send one promoing the guest we have coming up here in a couple of minutes on Inside Sports. Another texter says, uh, hey, Reed, pretty confident that the Oilers can beat the Blackhawks. Don't think the Blackhawks are going to be totally in the series given some of the players that they traded away or will be missing, especially if Crawford doesn't play. If the Oilers can get by the Hawks, it'll be wide open after that. Thanks. That is a text, 780-496-0063. Another texter says, uh, hey, Reed, going to be wild watching all the games from Rogers Place. Do you know if the Oilers logo will be at center ice for the games? Uh, yeah, I've been asked that a few times. I think I, I might have mentioned it a couple of days ago. It, it will not be... Uh, at center ice it'll be nhl it'll it'll be an nhl rink basically they'll they'll make it look like it's a neutral site even though we we all know it's going to be edmonton and the oilers will not be in their dressing room all the time that i think they'll get to use their dressing room sometimes when they're when they're the home team but the oilers skated at rogers place on monday and now they're in the downtown community rink for the rest of, of phase three for the rest of training camp and that's because the nhl is getting Rogers place ready to be the host to all these games. And I, and, you know, broadcasting all these games and everything like that. Gary Bettman was asked on a conference call on the weekend, if there'd be any sort of uh, noise pumped in or things to, to jazz it up so that the teams aren't just playing in an empty silent rink and Bettman just kind of coyly said we we have people working on that so i'm not sure what the nhl is going to do there's been some interesting suggestions from some of you on the text line that maybe there should be an app where you 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 press a button and that would be a boo or a cheer sent over the speakers i know uh some teams are uh, in baseball, you, I've heard these read these stories about there being cutouts of fans. A fan can buy a, a cutout of themselves. I don't. I don't know if the NHL is is going to go that way, but I imagine there'll be something to jazz it up a little bit for the presentation on television for the games in Edmonton and Toronto. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This person says Twitter was hacked and the perps wanted Bitcoin as payment. This is why it was down for the blue check marks. Well, I didn't pay off anybody. So they didn't get anything from me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's interesting. I did not know that. I don't have any Bitcoin. Brent says, hey, Reed, just tuned in. What kind of access do you guys in the media have to the training camps? Yeah, uh, sure, Brent. We, we can go to training camp. We can go to the practices. We, uh, we, we have to wear a mask. Um, you get your temperature taken when you go in, just the, 
the little laser or whatever it is off your forehead. You have to uh, attest that you don't have any sicknesses or symptoms of, of COVID-19. And then there's social distancing in the, um, when you're in the downtown community rink. So we just kind of got to make sure we respect that. And then all the interviews are conducted over Zoom. So what what I've been doing is, uh, well, first of all, Mon- uh, Monday, I couldn't go. I, ha- I had a I had a prior commitment on Monday that needed to be taken care of. So I actually didn't go on Monday. The last two days I've gone for practice and then they scrimmage and I've stayed for most of the scrimmage. And then I, I live relatively close to Rogers Place. It's about a six minute drive. It probably takes me longer to walk from inside Rogers Place to my car than it does to drive home. So with a few minutes left, in the scrimmage, I go to my car, drive home, and then I get home in time to do the Zoom session comfortably on my laptop, which makes it easier for me to record the audio. And then I can send that into the station if Bob wants something during Oilers Now and Dave Campbell and Brendan Escott can start cutting stuff up for their afternoon sportscasts and and for me to use on the show. So that's the, the access we have. And then for Zoom, the, the player comes out and I assume most people maybe have been on a Zoom call now through the pandemic. We can ask questions and 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 that's how we we get our stuff. So it's not the same as as before, but we're still getting interviews and, and we still can go um, into the arena, but there, there's limited interaction with other media and no interaction with the players or the coaches. Uh, another texture says, will Bob and Jack be able to call the game from Rogers? No. Well, at, at this point, no, I, I expect that Jack and Bob will be calling games off monitors, likely from a studio set up at six thirty, Chet. So yeah, there's going to be the, the broadcasters, by the sounds of it, won't be going in. I, I think, and I talked to John Weidman with the Blackhawks. He was on the show earlier this week, and he said that you know he's getting ready to call it off a monitor. So I, I, there will be some national broadcasters actually in the building, but uh, Jack and Bob will not be at the actual games. I won't be at the actual games. I'll either be in studio or maybe I keep uh, keep doing it from home and, and watching off TV. So anyway, I don't know if that's that interesting to some of you, but got a couple of questions. But we're still got, we still have the games on Chet. We'll still have the face-off show, still have overtime open line. So that'll be as usual. Okay, Edmonton Eskimos annual general meeting today for some of the key details. So I welcome back to the program the Eskimos president and CEO, Chris Presson. Chris, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to catch up with you. I, I often start these interviews just with an important question outside of sports just hope you and your family are are uh, are doing well and are safe and uh, healthy through all this uh let eskimos fans know uh what it's been uh, what it's been like for you through this well i appreciate that uh we're doing well my wife and i and three daughters and i've been in phoenix for uh for four months now which is where i'm relocating from so when all this hit i had to get back to my family and i've been here ever since uh, however we've recently sold our home our stuff is in a truck. We're staying in a temporary situation here in Phoenix and planning to head that direction late next week. All right. Well, the uh, annual general meeting for the Eskimos today. So so let's dive into some of the key details there. Of course, we, we always talk about the bottom line, the the, the financials, uh, I believe, around the neighborhood of $1.1 million for uh, for a loss for the team this year. Can you kind of tell us, uh, you know, what went into that? How come that turned up? turned out being the shortfall this time around i think uh three things number one our contribution to keep montreal alive which was about nine hundred fifty thousand dollars 
Uh, secondly was our schedule that wasn't the most appealing in terms of time of year and home games played. And thirdly was the weather. Uh, so those are the three contributing factors. You take Montreal out of there and we're about to break even in what was a, a bad year for us in terms of, again, the weather and our schedule. I'm wondering, Chris, because I've seen some reports about about the Montreal situation, and you mentioned the Eskimos pitched in about nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it seems like, and correct me if I if if I've I've seen bad information here, but maybe other CFL teams didn't give that much. How did this break down? You know, if the Eskimos wound up contributing more to that franchise, they all contributed the same. I think it's a matter of how you book the money. Uh, I, I don't know the intricacies of all that and what one team did and how they booked it versus how we did, but we all paid the same amount of money. We all contributed the same because we wanted Montreal to survive. It's an important market uh, across the board, but in particular from a media perspective, we wanted to make sure that we positioned it where we could get a buyer and we've done that. And so I think our contribution was worth it. All right. Um, it's it's tough right now for the league, obviously. We, we don't know if there is going to be a season. And, and you guys, I, I believe, had some momentum going. You had some good uh, seat offers online. Uh, I, I think there was a pretty good uh, record going, a pretty good trend going with season seat renewals. And, uh, you know, it's probably tough for you to see some of that momentum get stalled because of the pandemic. No doubt about it. It's a great you know, when we got to February, uh, just before the pandemic hit, we were almost 11% up year over year in season seats. And we had uh, just come out of introducing our $99 season seat, which was a home run. We sold between 1,350 and 1,400 of those. So uh, we had planned some nice things in terms of some capital improvements to make the fan experience better. And uh, it's certainly disappointing to, uh, at least at this point, not be able to, uh, to execute on the things that we wanted to. Is there any uh, update or thoughts you can offer on a 2020 season? I know there's been some speculation about hub cities trying to play as many as 10, as few as six games in the playoffs. Is there anything uh, new today that you're able to share? Well, I can tell you that the league has worked really hard on giving us options to allow us to play. And I have to commend them because they have, from an expense standpoint, really squeezed the turn up and making sure that, we aren't spending any more money than we need to if indeed we can we can play. There's a lot more that goes into it than just us and what we're willing to do. Uh, the other teams have to be willing to do the same, as do the players. Our TSN contract is important and many things beyond that. So, you know, if, if you ask me today, I would say that, you know, there's a decent chance we play, but I don't have any factual basis to back that up. Chris, obviously the Eskimos name has been uh, discussed a lot in recent years, but especially over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we're in, a, we're in an environment now where uh, there's a lot of discussion about appropriate usage of, uh, of words, especially as they pertain to a group of people. And clearly the, the Washington Redskins made a pretty big announcement that they are retiring their name. The Eskimos have said at the end of the month there's going to be some sort of an announcement is that is that going to be something really definite either way or what can you tell us about that well i mean i think that's a it's a hard question to answer i'm certainly not dodging at all let me walk you through where we are and uh, beyond that we can we can have a chat about that timeline uh, first of all we as you know have put out a survey to our season seat holders the casual buyer the community at large and various other stakeholders just within the the first three days of this week the ticket buying portion of that survey, which is really what I just described, is now closed. 
We've had a very good response to that. I would say exceeded expectations. And then we're in the midst of having conversations with partners. Uh, we only have two left, I believe, to speak to. And of most importance, we also are having conversations with the Inuit, both locally and in the north. And so in order to come to a, um, a decision, we want to make sure that we're talking to all those people. We want to make sure that we live up to our commitment, uh, as, as we have told the Inuit, that we would engage with them because they asked for more of that. We've done that. We now have a personal relationship with them. And we want to make sure we go back and gain their opinion, uh, realizing that we're all looking at life through a different lens. And so we're not tone deaf to that. We completely get that what we did two and three years ago, research wise, uh, maybe not be applicable now. Maybe it's a, uh, the lens has changed so much. We need to, to really take a finite look at that. And that's exactly what we're doing. When you look at the timeline, um, certainly, you know, I would certainly like to have a decision by the end of the month, but we want to make sure that we're doing all we can to have run it to ground, whatever decision we make, whether we keep the name or we don't keep the name, we want to be able to stand up in front of a podium and say, we've run this thing to ground. Here's why we made our decision. And I hope that the timeline is the end of the month, but there's a chance it won't be. Uh, our intent is to have a decision ASAP. I can tell you that. Chris, look, obviously you're, you're running the franchise and, and as a, as a talk show host, this is something I've been talking about off and on for certainly almost a, a decade. And I realize there are surveys and there are statements and there are discussions. Is there not some point, though, where the, the focus needs to shift away from a discussion about the team name and it needs to be back to the stuff on the field and some of the stuff we talked about earlier? I mean, ultimately, is that not like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah I, there's there, yeah, I mean, there's a way that we just need to stop talking about this, I think. And I don't know if that can happen without a name change. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't dispute that. I think, uh, you know, the challenges around the issues we're all facing, right, with, with what the pand pandemic has done to uh, a number of people and businesses and the fact that clearly within our own league, um, we have issues that we're trying to resolve and, you know, as I always say, we're, we're right now as a business just trying to get to the other side of the river. And then when you add uh, when you add the name controversy on top of that, it certainly makes it more challenge. It's uh, we're putting our finger in one hole and and three other holes are sprouting. So I think at some point it, it does come down to common sense, to be honest with you. And uh, certainly that will be a, a big portion of of the discussion we have and uh, certainly don't take it lightly, which is why, you know, we're having the conversations we are. And I, I have to point out that. You know, we, we, we want to keep our promise of, of maintaining that relationship with the Inuit. And to do that, we need to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations, even though it's, uh, by definition, a smaller group of people. Uh, it takes us longer to do than sending out a survey. So I just ask that people give us that chance to do what we said we would do with them and get that, that to uh, completion here very soon. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and I, I know there's some some work to do, and uh, and obviously, I, I, you know, we, we gotta we gotta cover that track before before we get anything, um, you know, Mike. It's, I suppose more concrete that we can talk about in that regards. But I appreciate you saying that, Chris. Uh, b before I let you go, did I miss anything key here, either from the AGM or Eskimos related, that you would want fans to hear? I don't think so. I I just appreciate the uh, passion, if you will. Uh, from people regardless of what side of the fence you're on and I want you to know we're doing our best we're not uh, putting our head in the sand we're doing all we can to take on all that we're taking on at one time and uh, certainly it's challenging we only have so many hours in the day and believe me we're maximizing those hours we're hearing whatever people say what everyone's saying 
uh, on both sides of the fence. And again, we just appreciate it. We're working as diligently as we can. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That is Chris Presson, president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. Will they still be known as the Eskimos in a couple of weeks at this time next year? Uh, I think that there is reasons to doubt that that will continue to be the name of the change, which we will continue to be the name of the team, which we'll discuss with Dave Campbell as we move along tonight. Happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Inside Sports on 630 practice today at the downtown community rink they're off tomorrow back at it friday saturday and sunday that's the schedule for the next few days get more on ethan bear and his continued development on 630ched.com globalnews.ca as the Oilers are getting ready for that exhibition game against calgary 8 30 on tuesday the 28th saturday August 1st, 1 p.m. start, game one against the Chicago Blackhawks in that best-of-five qualifying round. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for uh, tuning in tonight. I thought Mike Smith made some really good saves during the Oilers' scrimmage today at the downtown community rink. The other team, the Chicago Blackhawks, still no Corey Crawford in net for them. We wait and see when he will uh, join them, if he will join them at all, and then make his way to Edmonton for the qualifying round against the Edmonton Oilers. We just had Chris Presson on the show, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. We talked about today's annual general meeting. Yeah, about uh, $950,000 given by the Eskimos and all other CFL teams to uh, help the Montreal Alouettes make it through the season until uh, they were sold. Though some teams reported different amounts, but Preston says that's just how they did their bookkeeping, that every team did indeed give the uh, the same amount. And I asked him about the, the name change, and I'll get into that with Dave Campbell. Look, guys, I, I know this is a very emotional issue for a lot of you. I, I hear a lot of different opinions, both... Um, from callers who have called in over the last week or so, a, a lot of stuff on the text line. I've been talking with a lot of friends and family about this uh, just in my personal life, and, and obviously I see stuff on, on social media when I'm, when I'm on Twitter. There are a lot of different opinions on this. If you had a scale from absolutely wanting to keep the name to absolutely getting rid of the name, there are also a lot of points in between. So, you know, there, there are going to be people unhappy either way. And I think there are, are people, too, who will just say, okay, I'm going to roll with whatever because I respect there's other people involved in the decision. This texture wrote in earlier. I referred to this and said I, I would get to it a little bit later on. This texture says, I honestly don't get the Eskimos name change. The Eskimos aren't using the name to poke fun at the Eskimo culture. They're using it as a source of pride in Canada's heritage and history and a major part of Canadian culture. The Eskimos helped build and shape this wonderful nature, and I don't understand how using the name in a prideful way is in any way racist. Well, personally, I don't think it's it's racist, and I'm going to try to, for this texture, I'm going to try to explain this not totally from a personal standpoint, but just from what I hear from other people who are involved in this. And over the years, I have interviewed people, and I have read stuff, and I have listened and read other, other interviews. Um, 
you're right. The Edmonton Eskimos aren't using the name to poke fun at the culture. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, that it's it's appropriate. Um, Jordan Tutu putting it put out a very good statement uh, last week that I read on air, saying that he himself does not call himself an Eskimo. He said his grandfather did. Uh, and then Jordan Tutu said, I don't have a problem with the name, but that doesn't mean other people don't, and that doesn't mean it doesn't need to be changed. So, I mean, you could call uh, a friend or a colleague a word, and that person could say, hey, I don't like you calling me that word. And if you just said, oh, yeah, but I'm not using it offensively, it, it doesn't matter if, if they take offense to it. And there are some people of, of the Inuk community, Inuit community, I mean, Jordan Tutu used the word Inuk, who do find it offensive. It's not all of them. Some of them don't care at all, but some of them do. And that's why this continues to be an ongoing issue. And we live currently in, a, in an environment where things are very tense. There's a lot of talk about uh, race and ethnicity and respect and, and proper uh, words and acceptable words and outdated words. And, and all that gets bundled into this. Um, so th- I, I hope that kind of underst- uh, sums it up to that texture why it's an issue. Now, look, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you what to think. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And it is a fact that there are some people who are bothered by the name. There are some people who are really bothered by the name. And and I think that we have to recognize that uh, as we discuss this. 780-496-0063. Dave Campbell's on the line, who, of course, has been covering the Eskimos for uh, much of his uh, adult life. Dave, I hope I, I, I sum that up. I mean, I'm trying to deal with this. In a respectful way, I know it's a, a touchy issue. I want to acknowledge as many opinions as possible, but um, you know, I think even people who don't want to change the name have to recognize there are some people who really, really don't like the name. I, I do think that has to be acknowledged in all of this. Yeah, no, for sure, buddy. And I think uh, that's that's the point we're trying to make here. I think on both sides, but at the end of the day, here there has to be a decision one way or the other. And to me, it just seems like there's only one decision that is going to make all of this heat go away. And that is to change the name. And I'm not saying it's the right reason, but it's the most valid reason. Okay. And the other reason is perhaps the times have moved on that we just don't call sports teams by, you know, a name of a group of people, you know, and back, back in the, you know, back in the day when, you know, back when this team was forming, it was a hockey team for the longest time, and then it became a football team. And, you know, the, the times change, and, and you're right. I mean, it's you don't want to offend the side that is upset by the name. You don't want to discount the, the people that see the name as nothing but pride and admiration towards a group of people because many feel that way. But at the same time, has the culture moved beyond um, what the name stood for at one time. And I still believe the name stands for something that is honorable and valid, but you still have to, uh, you still have to move with the times. And I think that's what we're, I think we're on the precipice here of of moving uh, with the times and being progressive here. And if the name goes, and I suspect the name is going to go, the history of the team doesn't change. The uh, records don't change. As long as they find a way to keep the EE on the helmet and the color scheme, I'm going to be a happy, happy camper, even though I'm going to probably maybe shed a tear or two that, you know, the name is gone. But, you know, we we're turning pages here and 
we just got to be progressive. And I just don't like the barbs that are thrown from one side to the other. I don't like the fact that people shout down those that are offended by the name. I don't like the fact that some people, you know, uh, on the other side of the argument, well, if you don't, if, if, if you don't think the name is offensive, then you're, you're racist or you're, you're, you're this or that. I don't like the way this is going. And we just got to put it to bed at some point and put it to bed honorably and then turn the page in in an even more honorable way. Brian writes in, he says, Reed, you make a lot of good points. However, my issue is all the people who don't have a dog in the race making an issue of things. If the majority of the Inuit like the name and are okay with it, then keep it. If a majority of them don't like the name, um, then change it. I I, I mean, fair point. Now, again, that's... I mean, I, I've talked to people with the Eskimos organization who have been in the North and talked to people. And again, mm-hmm. they, they met some people who said, how dare you call your team that? They also met some people who said, you know what? Uh, I live in poverty. I, uh, I, I live week to week in terms of having groceries and money. And uh, we have some serious uh, societal issues here in the North I'm not worried about your football team, right? So you, you're never going to get, I, I think, a consensus from from northern communities uh, either. Andy says, hey, Reed, uh, Edmonton football fans don't get to decide if the name Eskimo is appropriate. The writing is on the wall, though. The good news, it's a new and exciting opportunity for uh, for the Edmonton franchise. So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. again, I, I, th- those, those are all great points. I, I can't tell anybody um, th- that they're wrong. I think those are, are mature things. And I have been a little bothered, Dave, and this is probably just me being a season ticket holder and somebody who cares about the team in the CFL. I, I have been a little bothered by the anger coming from uh, people who have never uh, been to an Eskimos game, probably couldn't name any players and who never will care about the CFL. I mean, I guess if you're offended, you're offended, but it'd, it'd be me about like yelling about uh, a peanut butter company changing its flavor like i have an allergy i can't eat peanuts like i have no skin in that game my opinion shouldn't mean as much you know what i mean so that yeah some oh, of that totally. some of some of that anger from people who really like if the eskimos change their name there are a bunch of angry people who aren't going to start buying tickets they're just going to move on to the mm-hmm. next cause yeah exactly and that's that's what i don't like is i i don't see People, I don't see enough people who care enough about the Eskimos brand, about the team, about the organization. Um, they just see one thing. And what I don't like is is people paint the Eskimos as villains because they use the name called Eskimos. They have used this name very honorably, very respectably. They've never used caricatures. They've never, they've never belittled the name. And I'll just say this too. You know, I, I might be going a bit towards the sun here, but... We'll see how this goes. But if you, if the, the, the comment about, well, the Eskimos are not a mascot. They've never used the name to be a mascot. They used well, the name Well, not in the longer. last three decades or longer. But we I can't mean, change can find what some stuff pre- from the 50s that's uncomfortable, but that's a long time ago. But that's a long time ago, right? And, and that's another thing, too, is you can't change what happened in the past. Back then, it was acceptable. Now, not so much. I mean, I, I, I probably would not... Well, I know I would not be very happy if the Eskimos came out with a Inuit mascot or a Nook mascot. I think that's over the line, and I think they know that too. But the work that they have done with the Inuit community, with the Inuk community, isn't for naught. It isn't just to show 
uh, isn't just for show, isn't just for uh, headlines. I mean, I had David Beard and Ryan King in studio um, not too long ago. I think it was during the bye week uh, for, for the Oilers. And, you know, Ryan talked very eloquently about, you know, and like you said, some people are offended by the name and some are not. But he said what's more important is we're, we're building relationships. It's like this is more than just the name. Like the name's kind of secondary. Is we're, we're finding out a new way of life, how people live, the challenges that they 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 uh, they go through. So we're building relationships. And if the Eskimos change their name, which I think they probably will, that I hope doesn't change. And I don't think they're just going to close the book and go, we don't care about the enough community anymore. I don't think so. You know, I'll bring up David Beard just quickly. You know, David Beard has parents that are from Northwest Territories, I believe. And so he knows that community very, very well. So uh, it does bother me that people paint some people will paint the Eskimos as villains just because they use the name without understanding why they use the name. They have used the name respectfully and honorably, and people might think that doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, it 100% matters. But times are changing, and I think the Eskimos are going to have to go with the times here. Uh, Tyler says, yesterday, Reed, you asked the question, why would Eskimo fans stop supporting the team? And Tyler says, because they are tired of the left cancel group dictating everything. Well, look, Tyler, if you want to turn this into a left-right issue, you're not going to do it on inside sports. I think that's a... I think you got to get your headspace out of that, that everything is, is, is left, right personally, but uh, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's just me. One thing Chris Preston said, um, because, because I said, look, Chris, at some point, don't you have to just stop making this an issue? And and maybe that only happens if you change the name. And one thing he said in his answer, um, he he says a large part of this has to just come down to common sense. And that's Mm -hmm. why, I think that I got the vibe from my talk with Chris that he probably recognizes they're going to have to, you know, as the Redskins did, retire the Eskimos name. You don't retire the history. You don't uh, stop acknowledging the history. I don't I don't even think you hide the fact that the team was once called that. But because he made that comment about common sense playing a role, that's that's why I got that vibe from him. And another comment he made, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I have it out of context here, but I believe he said, it's like we fill one hole and then three more holes show up, right? It's just, they can't, they can't get ahead of this. And that becomes a major issue after a while. And um, you can say anything you want about left, right, cancel culture, that sort of thing. You have to be smart. You have to be, you have to understand the environment you're in right now. And is it worth going through this every single year? Now it's not, it used to be once a year read. Like this started, this really started, I know it started before 20, but this really flared up at the 2015 Grey Cup in Winnipeg when the Eskimos beat the Red Blacks. But before the game where, you know, there was controversy about the, about the Red Blacks bringing their, uh, uh, their, their people that cut the wood cookie, their lumberjacks, right? And it's, you know, a very famous story where Len Rhodes took the wood cookie and put it or put the log in his office, right? And, yeah. and then, you know, in that, during that week, to, during the, 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 that little feud there, some, something came out of Ottawa saying the name should be changed. And then the next year, the Eskimos went to, uh, uh, no, they crossed over that year. But uh, I remember 2017, it got brought up when they went to Winnipeg in the West semifinal and some comments. And the mayor at the time was kind of baited into the question, but said the Eskimos should change their name. It used to be once a year, read, but now it's coming up almost, you know, biannually. Now it's coming up maybe every two, three months. Now it's coming up every week. And then yeah. now it's become, now it's turning into every day. 
how much longer do you want to weather this storm and just kind of ignore what's going out there? I think smart businesses understand. I think Chris Preston is a very smart businessman who's been in the sports business for a long, long time and understands what the clientele, I won't even say clientele. No, I shouldn't say that, but understands what the environment is, right? Understand, because I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people that don't have a dog in this fight. They just want to you know, make their point, move on, and let's let's talk about the next uh, cause that they want to see, you know, happen or what what else they want to see change in society. But you got to move on at some point because this is never going to go away if you keep that name, you keep the Eskimos name, which I think has a lot of value in history and I think it was used very properly and very respectfully. But at a certain point, you got to understand what environment you're in. You're in, and I think Chris Preston is reading the uh, temperature of the of the room very very well yeah and and look it's 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 breaking my heart to say this by the way it's 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 it's, it's, like honestly dave like it's difficult for you and i to to talk about um and and my mind goes back and forth i appreciate that the large majority of the feedback i've received from listeners and and friends and family has been quite intelligent and sometimes somebody makes a point and i'm like oh geez that's a good point and i start to shift a, a little bit towards the other way but yeah i mean you referenced it how long can can this go on and uh how long can the team say well we're going to do a survey and we got to check and if, it, to me if you have to if you're saying you have to keep checking and doing surveys, and maybe you're admitting that there's a a, a, a bit of a problem. Randall writes well, in, he says there. You can hide behind statements. You can hide, sorry, Reed, you can hide behind statements and you can hide behind numbers. And when you keep saying we don't have consensus, well, I think we're at the point where you'll never get it. You'll never get the consensus. You just have to make a decision. And what is the best decision for your organization? And I think that's where the Eskimos are at right now. And it should be clear as day to them of what, what they need to do right now. Yeah, and, and it's and it's it's going to be tough. Uh, and I, I've like I've kind of told people uh, on air, like I, I think we have to be prepared for a name change uh, at some yep. point. I think if you're an Edmonton football fan and you're a CFL fan, there's there's no reason to stop cheering for the team, whatever they called. I, I mean, I I spoke to somebody an Edmonton now an Edmontonian originally from Ottawa, who said. You know, there wasn't the, the same sort of issue with, with the team there, but he said he wanted the, the team to be the Rough Riders again. And he said when they picked Red Blacks, he, like, couldn't believe it. And then he said he starts following the team and buys into the Lumberjack imagery and the, the red and the black, and they, they win a great cup. And now he's like, thank God they didn't call them the Rough Riders. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think we have to understand this is, a, this is a big deal now. I know it's part of our history. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I think things change and, and and people adapt. And I think we just have to see how a lot of Edmontonians have adapted over the last four months. Uh, you know, with the, if we can adapt to a pandemic and social distancing and working from home and, and wearing masks uh, when, when we go to a, a public place, I think we can adapt to maybe having a football team with a different name down the road. And, and I, you know, I, I, I get it. I get the people because like, I like calling them the Eskimos means something to me. Heck Dave rockets. My dog's got a collar that's green and gold with Eskimos written on it. You know, that's his collar. That's his team. That's my dog's team. But, but I also understand (laughs) that, that, that maybe just to to put things to rest, it, it, it might have to change. Uh, anything else you want to touch on from today? I kind of, I mean, it kind of touched on the finances with, uh, with Chris and asked him about the, the potential of having a season. 
Yeah, I, I just think, um, you know, one thing we didn't hear today is what a projected loss might might look like for the Eskimos. Um, and we don't know that. I mean, their, their operating revenue was down, uh, ticket sales were down. And obviously, when you have a year like this, operating uh, costs that you're not going to have to have, obviously, if there is going to be a season and there's going to be no fans. So, but you're going to lose a lot of gate revenue. And uh, what, what I'm looking at too is when, when I, uh, uh, just before we went on the air here, um, I looked at their stabilization fund and I see 14, it's about $14.6 million, right? So how much are they going to have to cut into that? And I compare this to the riders who projected anywhere from a, this is a wide range, but I think it just shows you just kind of the climate we're in right now. We're not really sure what the losses are going to be, but the riders, they think it's about 10 million. It could balloon up to 30. I don't know how it would do that necessarily, but you know, maybe there's a lot of other, you know, things we're not, maybe people aren't right buying rider jerseys as much as they used to because there is no football right now, but their stabilization fund was about six, Point seven million dollars, and Craig Reynolds, our president, said we're going to exhaust that this year. So, you know, I think the Eskimos are going to really cut into that stabilization fund, and that's you know probably half or more, and that's going to be a, a really tough, uh, tough reality here. So, um, you know, we're all hopeful for a season. It's just you know, and 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 I'm looking at the calendar, Reed, and and tomorrow's the 16th of July. The deadline is yep. next Thursday, and it's a soft deadline, but still, we're getting to the point where we're going to know very soon is there going to be a 2020 season will there be amended cba in 2021 with that or are they just going to have to do one and work on the other you know and of course we want a season but there's a lot of things that have to be done logistically and financially they need the government assistance with the wage subsidy there's just a lot to do here so um it's just a bad scene right now for the cfl so and hopefully it gets better it's going to take time though dave thanks for this i'll talk to you tomorrow morning Okay, you betcha. Take care. That is Dave Campbell on Inside Sports. All right, good show tonight. Get the latest on the Oilers on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, noon to 2 tomorrow on 630Ched. Always a great show with Bob. Thanks to Dave Campbell for checking in tonight. Chris Preston, Jack Michaels. You also heard from Dave Tippett and Ethan Bear. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.